goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. It is Tuesday. It is April 4th in America, a day that for many of us has a lot of significance. It was on a Thursday, April 4th, when I was a child, that I got home from choir practice, and as we reached our house, someone shouted out that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had been killed. And it turned out to be true. The next day was a surreal day. Riots broke out in many parts of the country. That was the year 1968. Two months later, almost to the day, Senator Robert F. Kennedy was killed, assassinated in Los Angeles, California, making his way back from a successful primary in California. Two days later, he died. Today, American justice was assassinated. The assassin of American justice was Alvin Bragg, but it wasn't Alvin Bragg alone. This was, in the truest sense, a conspiracy. George Soros, one of the conspirators, has donated money, despite what fact-checkers at the Washington Post and other outlets will tell you, has donated money that helped elect the progressive radical Alvin Bragg to his office, the DA of Manhattan, where he can assassinate justice on a daily basis. All around the country, Democrat prosecutors do what Alvin Bragg has done, which is to try to tear down the foundations of the United States of America's legal system. But today was a day that should be remembered in history for generations to come. 34 counts laid against Donald Trump for falsifying business records by the same man who lets people in and out of jail or assaulting other human beings, robbing them of their property, committing 
felony after felony after felony arrest records. Sometimes that one judge said would take all day to read his of uh, one of these criminals that Alvin Bragg lets out of jail. One of the judges said it would take all day to read the guy's rap sheet. But this is what has become of our America, a place where a rogue prosecutor, a political prosecutor serving political masters has had his day and is able to fulfill a promise he made even before he took off. He was going to get Donald Trump. Well, okay. Victory of sorts. The pictures of Donald Trump inside that courtroom are surreal. The videos of this motorcade taking off to go to this arrest, surreal. Now, some of the things that they, in the mainstream press, told us initially in their glee of this day approaching, some of them were almost pre-orgasmic describing the possibility that Donald Trump would be remanded, maybe end up in Rikers, that Donald Trump would be subjected to a gag order, that Donald Trump would be handcuffed, that Donald Trump would have a mug shot. Many of, thing, many of the things that they had predicted with glee that they hoped to be reveling in tonight did not happen. There was no mug shot. To my knowledge, there is no gag order. He didn't have to do the perp walk. It's funny, when Scott came in today, the first question is, hey, did they execute Trump yet? Because that is ultimately what Democrats want. They want his political death and nothing short of it. They are afraid that he will attain office again. And that to them is unconscionable. But the political assassins, the assassins of justice in America, have done their work today on this anniversary of assassins. They are killing American justice right in front of our eyes. They are killing the American exceptionalism as a nation right in front of our eyes. They are killing fairness right in front of our eyes. 800-848-WABC's number to call, 800-848-WABC. We always break early on Tuesday because today is Mark Stein Day. And I'm so looking forward to hearing what the one, the only, America's undocumented anchorman, Mark Mark Stein, has to say about all of this. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say to 800-848-WABC's number to call 800-848-WABC. Coming right back. Hour 
is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. Ah, the voice of sanity is with us once more, ladies and gentlemen. America's undocumented, forever undocumented anchorman, the one, the only, the brilliant Mark Stein. Mark, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, James. Actually, I think I'm in rather, despite all my heart attacks, I think I'm actually in rather better shape than the American Republic is right now. (laughs) Mark, wow, that's saying something, Mark. Uh, Mark, let's... Alvin Bragg is uh, is apparently uh, doing a victory lap right now. Mm. What say we should listen to about 30 seconds of it? Let's see what we have. In order have. to complete the, the scheme, they plan to mischaracterize the repayments to Mr. Cohen as income to the New York State tax authorities. The conduct I just described uh, and that which was charged by the grand jury is felony criminal conduct in New York State. True and accurate business records are important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, what the hell? That's right. That's right. The criminals that we let out to try to murder you, they're not important. The fact that we have rapists that we want to let out of jail so that they can rape some of you, that's not important. We want to let out criminals that will throw you in the damn subway tracks. That's not important. But you had better damn sure keep your business records in order. No, but if you toss someone on the subway tracks and then you claim the ride home as a business expense, this guy is going to throw the book at you. That's how seriously he takes this. You know, I I can't, I, I really am not the one to ask about this because, you know, for a good 15 years now, since the trial of my old boss and Rush's friend, Conrad Black, Conrad Black. in mm-hmm. a Chicago courtroom. I've, I've regarded the dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt American, quote-unquote, justice system as an embarrassment to a great nation. And actually, at the heart of what's destroying the nation, if you don't have... It doesn't matter if you've got a great... Some guys in powdered wigs wrote a great constitution. If you don't have equality before the law... You don't have a republic. Uh, you don't have a constitution. You don't have nothing. This is has all the character, all the same things as Conrad's case had, and which those of us, because rather amusingly, the Chicago uh, courtroom bailiff seated all the Americans on the left-hand side of the courtroom, and all us foreigners, the fellows from <laughs> Canada, London, Australia, and all the other places, they seated. So we weren't allowed to mix. <laughs> and, uh, and and so we all spend our time sitting there. Can you believe this? I thought they had uh, I thought they had uh, a common law system in the United States, but no, they've perverted it. Into, and all the things that were rubbish in Conrad's case are present here. This whole oh, he's been charged with thirty four counts. That's a perversion of justice. You have a single crime, and everyone's supposed to admire these artful prosecutors 
who slice it up into 34 counts. It's great peril for the defendant because it, 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 uh, ju- juries like to appear even-handed. So as in Conrad's case, you can almost run the board on 33 of the 34 counts, but then just to show they look even-handed, they'll convict you on the 34th count, and that count will be enough to ruin your life. So check, they've done that in the case of Trump. Have they invented a crime? Yes. Nobody, well, uh, the, a, good way, a, a good way to deal with this crime is to ask any uh, salivating liberal or lefty, what is the crime that Trump has actually committed? Because you can go right now, you can go out on Fifth Avenue or Park Avenue or Second Avenue or any avenue and ask the first 200 people you, you speak to what he's been, uh, at what is the crime he's alleged to have committed, and they won't be able to tell you. Again, that's a thing that uh, all these legal scholars think is very clever, but it's actually evil. It's inventing a crime to get the guy. Nobody but uh, nobody uh, except Donald J. Trump has ever committed this alleged crime, and nobody has ever been charged with it. So all the things that disfigure all aspects of American justice, and it, it afflicts, you know, little people like... Uh, uh, whatever he's called, Matt Taibbi, who had the basically, uh, while he was testifying in Congress, uh, they dispatched the IRS to kick his door down. Uh, there's, everybody thinks all this stuff is very clever. It's not. It's a sign of a legal system that is kaput and has totally abandoned any kind of first principle. What should be the response of the organized opposition Republicans, I lean between there immediately should be a move afoot among every district attorney in red states to look at every single elected Democrat. And if there is something that Mm. is questionably legal, legal, lock them in handcuffs, drag them to jail, and do the same. On the other hand, I say that would just further destroy this legal system. We have to try to restore America to a sense where the law means something, where it's respected, where it's not just walked upon. But this is a political act, and political acts, if you don't respond to them, show weakness. And then the other party is inclined not to just say, oh, well, they, 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 they are taking the high road. Maybe we should take the high road, too. No, they'll go even lower. So, Mark, what should happen here politically? Well, there's no real argument for taking the high road when these guys are basically undermining the road. They've uh, hollowed out uh, the entire foundation of the road, so you're just dropping down further into the abyss. What you say is quite correct. Um, I I don't have a district attorney in in my uh, corner of New Hampshire, but I have a county attorney, and under the precedent set by this boob, in Manhattan, uh, the county attorney would be within his rights to say, oh, yes, uh, uh, look, a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a big shot Democrat uh, didn't come to a full stop at the stop sign. Why don't we use that to backdoor our way into uh, his, uh, his uh, signing off on getting money from China or something? That would be all very clever. But we all know that Republicans are not going uh, are not going to do that that this is something that democrats do we have a situation where joe you know 
the FBI, a wholly corrupted institution that, that Republicans should be committed to abolishing and replacing, the FBI sat on a laptop uh, for the year before the presidential election, uh, and they knew that in that laptop is prima facie evidence uh, that the putative uh, presidential nominee of the Democrat Party is on the take from China. His brother is on the take from China. His son is on the take from China. His daughter-in-law is on the take from China. They're all in there for the 10% for the big guy. They're taking money from the Chinese Communist Party and there isn't a county attorney in New Hampshire or anywhere else who's going to get them for that. They can do that to their heart's content. There are the political pundits already weighing in. Uh, a former Ohio governor and political expert and failed presidential candidate, John Kasich, has saying that these criminal charges and the mounting criminal cases against him make it that there is no way, there's no way, quote, that former President Donald Trump will ever return to the Oval Office at this point. What say you about that? Well, we don't know about that. They're, they're pretty, people like Kasich are pretty, uh, pretty confident that they can use this to get rid of Trump. You know, the point, the point uh, about uh, the state of the world right now is that the left is shrinking the possibilities of political opposition. They, they're criminalizing political opposition. And people like John Kasich think, well, I'm just a teensy-weensy-eensy-beensy bit right of uh, the Democrat Party, so I'll still be at, there'll still be space for me. No, there won't. Ultimately, these guys are, these guys are serious about killing off all political opposition. It's, it's, uh, this, is playing, this is playing with fire because if you actually make it a... Uh, you know, the, the essence of Trump is that he was the only one who could bring up certain issues in 2015, like build the wall, uh, the consequences of immigration, the consequences of outsourcing America's entire manufacturing base to China and get them talked about. You know, all the rub before Trump entered the race, it was just idiots like Jeb and K Kasich doing his. Uh, I mean, we get these ads years before the election in New Hampshire. So he's doing his soft focus ad. I'm proud to say I was born the son of a mailman. You know, the only man who could ever reach me was the son of a mailman. Terrific record. Dusty Springfield. Fantastic. Uh, John Kasich campaign theme. Uh, and all it was, it was all just soft focus rubbish. And it was the celebrity candidate, Trump, who uh, introduced the only real issues into the Republican nominating process. And they want to go back to, I'm proud to say I was born. He's, he's, he was on the border Lehman Brothers. He's not the son of a mailman, Kasich. He's a Lehman brother. And this idea that you have just these... <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to say I was born the brother of a Lehman. And uh, the idea that this is how you conduct politics is throttling America, killing America. And what the, but what the Democrats, they're, they're determined to preserve a lack of equality before the law, where the Bidens and the Clinton, you know, some people get rich because they charge uh, some oligarch in Kazakhstan $2 million for a speech by Chelsea Clinton on diarrhea in Africa. Some are more upfront about it, like Hunter, Hunter Biden's off his face on cocaine 
in a motel room in Odessa and some oligarch says, uh, hey, wipe, wipe that white stuff off the front of your shirt and we'll put you on the board. Uh, they, they never get called on any of it. And at heart, we have now uh, all the clever legal analysts say, well, Trump can take this once he loses at trial court because the 12 man jury comprised of 11 Democrats and a 12th guy who's a member of the Marxist Leninist Party. Once they <laughs> once they convict him, he'll be able to appeal the New York Court of Appeals. I've actually been up before the New York Court of Appeals. And I can tell you, I wouldn't want to bet my liberty on the quality of jurist that I was up before sitting on that bench there. It's a, dis it's a disgusting system, and the right isn't angry enough about it and about uh, dismantling it and rebuilding it uh, as a genuine first principles justice system. If this stands, and we've got, from what I understand, the way New York's uh, political judicial system, and I said that purposely, the political judicial system is set up, it will take about a year for this to actually get to the courtroom. Yeah. That's what the predictions are. In the meantime, yeah. you've got the DOJ hanging out, trying to now everybody forget theirs at being any executive privilege. Those uh, closest to Trump have to testify before the DOJ's version of what the House did this phony J6 committee, mm. you've got that woman, another Soros um, poodle down in, in Georgia who is also looking at trying to get Donald Trump. Are the odds against Donald Trump so heavy in this legal system that ultimately it will be the, the, the death of the political death of a thousand cuts, Mark? Well, you know, he was a very energetic candidate in 2015, 2016. When you're running for president, you know, you've got to be in Iowa, you've got to be in New Hampshire, you've got to be on the ground. Uh, so the idea is to tie him up in all this pseudo-legal flim-flam so he can't actually focus on the campaign. And, you know, that's, that's the whole idea of, uh, you know, of, of what they're trying to do to him. But the fact is, it's all complete garbage, and he should treat it as the garbage it is. You know, I've been up enough, before enough American judges, and they always say, oh, you, you've got to be so careful, you can't annoy the judge. Well, actually, when the judge is a contemptible figure, then it is your, it's actually your duty to annoy the judge. You should certainly not demonstrate respect for a court that deserves no respect, uh, uh, which is what I happen after my own experience in the New York legal system is pretty much the way I feel about it. I think he, I think he just has to go for this because this is a dis, this is a disgrace. This is selective prosecution of the worst kind from a hyper politicized. This guy isn't a, a prosecutor, as that term would be understood in Canada or France or Sweden or anywhere. Uh, he's a political hack. And he's doing political hack work at the behest of his masters in the Democrat Party. There's no reason to treat a process like that uh, with anything but total contempt. You know, one of the things that people like to do, Mark, is have, uh, for, for entertainment purposes, mock trials, mm. where one person acts as the prosecutor, one person acts as the defendant, and then they have a little mock trial. I have a suggestion for the Mark Stein crews. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Let's yeah, put yeah. you on trial as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs>
the thing about that, you know, uh, these this is uh, you said they're they are determined and they have been determined. I uh, don't often give advice uh, to uh, Mr. Trump and there's no reason why you should take my advice. But uh, whatever it was now, two years ago, uh, I basically advised him to to flee the country. Just I mentioned my friend. I mentioned my, I'm not I'm not joking. I mentioned my friend Conrad Black, and when Conrad attracted the attention of the U.S. Department of Justice, I said, "Hop in the back of my pickup. I will throw a tarp over you. I will drive you over the New Hampshire Quebec border. I will get you to Newfoundland. We'll take a fishing boat to Saint Pierre et Miquelon." And you can take the Air France flight uh, from Saint-Pierre to Charles de Gaulle in Paris and get on with your life. And I make the same offer to Donald, uh, to Donald J. Trump. I advised him to flee the country in January uh, 2021 because they are determined not just to punish Trump, but to punish the American people who voted for Trump. OK, you had your little laugh. You voted for Trump in 2016. This isn't going to happen again. And we are going to teach you a lesson that uh, normal societies have a choice between Hillary and Jeb. So it's the wife of the previous president or it's the son and brother of the previous president. That's how normal societies work. You're not doing this Trump stuff again. And uh, and that's what they're that's the lesson they're determined to teach. Thank you, Mark, so much. Tell people where they can find you and where they can find information about our cruise in July. I'm calling it ours because I'm going to. On the Mark Stein cruise. (laughs) You're right. Uh, You can go to MarkSteinCruise.com. That's Stein with a Y, S-T-E-Y-N, all one word, MarkSteinCruise.com. And uh, that's quite a good idea of yours, having a show trial. I hope, I just hope I'm not, uh, it's going to be 10 years of appeals and not uh, execution, and not the Ceausescu method, where you put up against the wall 20 minutes later before you have a chance to file your appeal. But we'll, we'll bear it in mind. Thank you, Mark. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, here on WABC. It is arrest day. It is the day of legal assassination and political assassination. And I don't say that lightly in America. This is a disgrace. To America. We will be back shortly. Your call is coming up 800 848 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. For those of you who did not live during these times, it's hard to really explain what Beatle Mania was all about. Let me give you an example, though. On this day in 1964, the Beatles held the top five positions on the U.S. single charts. Number five, please please me. Number four, I want to hold your hand. Number three, roll over Beethoven. Number two, Love Me Do. And number one, Can't Buy Me Love. On W.A. Beatles C. Anything, my friend, if it makes you feel all right. Cause I don't care. 
Now that's hard to imagine. Five, the top five records in America. All held by the same artist at the same time. Celebrating the Beatles here on WABC on this sad day in American history, April 4th. We're going to head right to the telephones. People want to weigh in. I want to hear your voices, too. We will start in Brooklyn. Rose Marie, how are you doing this afternoon? Welcome to WABC. It's Boston Early's Rush Hour. Hello, Rose. Rose, your line is breaking up. We're going to try we're going to try to put you on hold and see whether we can get put her on hold. Let's see whether we can clear up that line. Uh Kathy in Smithtown, New York. Welcome you on WABC. Good afternoon, Kathy. Hi, how Good afternoon. Um, I am just sick to my stomach to see the greatest president in my lifetime, and I'm no spring chicken, um, in that courtroom today. How terrible. Uh, it reminds me of the story of Jesus and how Jesus sacrificed himself for the rest of us. And I feel like that is what Donald Trump is doing for all of us today. Wow, those are powerful words, especially coming during Holy Week. Um, this is an amazing week. Historically in America, I don't think in many people's minds, those of us that lived through it, we will never forget the angst that we felt during the April of 1968 when Dr. King was killed. And then in June, when it continued with the assassination of Robert Kennedy. And here we are on the anniversary of Dr. King's assassination and New York's, whatever you want to call him, Alvin Bragg is now taking political assassination to a new level, assassinating America's legal foundations, assassinating America's rich heritage of not acting like a third world nation, using flimsy law cases to try to take down a politician that he doesn't like, and that his, his political masters, those who, who fund his campaign, the George Soros of the world don't like. This is a disgrace. It's a disgrace to this country. Dolores in Parsippany, New Jersey. You're on WABC. Welcome. Hi, welcome. We still live in the greatest country, and to be able to speak on the radio station about opposition is a blessing. And Rosemary the Cola before is exactly how I feel. Any coincidence that this is Holy Week? We all know another famous figure was prosecuted by the highest court in the land and found guilty of doing what? Nothing. Does it feel like a slap in the face? Yes, it does. And Judeo-Christian beliefs are on the chopping block. But it's not going to win. And I know so many people that pray for Trump and for America, and the power of prayer works. Don't let anyone get so discouraged that things are going to get bad before they get better. But if history proves anything, and it does, I remember Martin Luther King Day coming home, and, and my father said, that was a righteous man. 
we lost a righteous man this day. And the turmoil that followed, we cannot tear ourselves apart. There's things that are going to happen, but do not turn on each other because that is not where the source of the hatred is coming from. And people have to be aware of that. And I'm sure many are. And God bless you. God bless America. And thank you. It makes me so emotional to be able to speak out and say that we will prevail, righteous will prevail. And I just think of him like as Batman and the cartoons. He's being smiled by all the Jokers in a Joker city. I mean, it is right before your eyes. There it is. Right before your eyes. I like that analogy. He's being tried by a Joker in Joker City. And, and Dolores, your other remarks, though, we take to heart, including keeping your optimism and keeping your faith in this country, despite the flaws that we are seeing laid before us. Rosemary in Brooklyn, we'll try you again. Hopefully we have a better line for you. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, how are you? Um, Very good. So my birthday is today, and I grew up with my sharing my birthday on the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he was an idol of mine. And I went on to work in the Ronald Reagan White House as a summer intern. And there was a lot of, you know, back and forth um, as we worked there, different political views, but never the downright disrespectfulness that is encompassing our youth today. I also work in education and I teach in, and the entitlement that goes on and no one is able to really talk about issues from a factual perspective anymore. It's just emotional. And that truly worries me. It worries me for the youth of our country, that everyone is getting a free pass, that no one understands what the Constitution is. Um, And if you bring that up, it's like, oh, that's stupid. I don't want to discuss it. Or if you want to discuss the Federalist Papers that no one has um, read, that's stupid. I just want to talk about how much I hate Donald Trump. And I'm quite tired of it. And I, the moment I heard about this with Donald Trump, I went on his website and donated money and just reached out to my um, family to do the same. And I'm with him, and I'm with all you guys. Rosemary, thank you for your call, and happy birthday, my darling, from all of us at WABC. Uh, There is, you know, she talked about the Federalist Papers. I have not read all of the Federalist Papers. I have attempted to read the entire book, but there were some parts, I got to be honest with you, just because of the language, the difference in language between then and now, that it was so frustrating to me that I just said, okay, I'll come back to this later. But one of the things that you can glean, even from my limited reading of the Federalist Papers, and I did read through some of them, is how carefully constructed the system is that we have. The Federalist Papers written, of course, as a public relations vehicle to, especially New York played a vital role. It was to convince New York to convince this state to adopt the Constitution of the United States of America. And right now, I don't even know whether Alvin Bragg knows what's in the Constitution. 
because certainly this political arrest that he made today, this political move belies everything that this country has been about in terms of standing up as an example for the rest of the world of how justice ought to be administered. It is disgraceful. James Golden, a.k.a. Stern, we're coming back. More of your calls after this. Please don't go away. Shower with those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Pink Floyd on WABC. Yeah, you're getting it whether you need it or not. No, no dark sarcasm in the classroom. We'll just groom you so that you can change your gender. Leave them kids alone. alone. Are you kidding? We're going to devour these kids. We're going to turn them into freaks. Yeah. Pink Floyd on WABC. Another brick in the legal wall today. Let's head back to the telephones. Mike in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. How are you? How you doing, Bo? Uh, I'd much rather talk music with you, which I did in the past. Um, and, you know, your opening statement, uh, I was 14 years old in 1968 in April when a devil with a gun shot Martin Luther King on a hotel balcony. And, you know, June, Robert F. Kennedy. Um and Alvin Bragg, you said it best. Um, it is political assassination. What we are seeing now in what was once a great country, um, you know, it's 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 mind boggling. I watched the end, Bo, of his press conference. I just got back to my condo a little while ago. And he, you know, gave his statement, Bragg, and he said, oh, thank you. He didn't field any questions similar to the ultimate donkey, you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden, the, the scam artist, shakedown artist. You know. We're in a downward spiral, uh, uh, you know, Bo. And I can't wait to your weekend show because I, I, I was a drummer back in the day. And you love your music. And, you know, uh, it's disgraziad, as an Italian says, proud to be. Total disgraziad, our country. Thank you, matter. Mike. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Mike. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. I've walked, I've walked up and down Austin Street many times. Uh, Stan, how are you? You're the one that's, that, that I see. Is that it? <laughs> that was me. Yes. Oh, you, you went to the Midway Theater, I guess. <laughs> that too. By the way, uh, that's where uh, A Hard Day's Night appeared. I remember going there. It was jammed. You couldn't get in. The kids were screaming. It was unbelievable. I went there. That, and, of course, that was like, what, 50 years ago, 60 years ago? Yeah, it's hard to believe. But, yeah. and, and it's hard to explain Beatlemania. 
people don't really, if you weren't there and you didn't live this, you don't really get how it, it's the entire country was captivated by the Beatles. I mean, they were, of course, the detractors, especially some of the parents. Remember that. These long-haired devils and all that stuff. But the country was really captivated by the Beatles. But Natra meant to my parents and Nat King Cole meant to my parents. It, that's, the, that's how it was with the Beatles, absolutely. Yep. I want to talk about uh, what happened today. But first of all, quickly, I'll make it quick. Uh, the comments made by the two women about comparing Donald Trump to Christ is absolutely a damn joke. How, you know, well, 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 how, give me a break, okay? Let's get something straight. Donald, uh, Jesus Christ didn't lie. Jesus Christ didn't fool around with Mary Magdalene. Jesus Christ loved everyone. He didn't, Jesus Christ never took a dime from the Romans. Jesus Christ was the complete honest person. And then we have Donnie from Florida, different character altogether. So the comparisons of making him. Let me just say this. Let me say this about that. People are entitled, and I understand what you are saying, but people that support Trump don't support him because they were expecting him to be Jesus Christ or to be the Pope. They know his flaws, but they also know that he loves this country and that he is willing to go to bat, not just for the country, but go to bat for her people. And they contrast what Trump does to what these mealy-mouthed Republicans have said they would do for years that say one thing to get elected and then completely go to the swamp and get absorbed in it. And that's why he's held with the admiration that he's held. Not that he's a perfect figure like Christ. Go ahead, Stan, your turn. Thank you. Bo. Let's get something straight about Donald Trump. The only person he likes is the guy in the mirror. He doesn't give a <laughs> damn about the American people. Never That's has. not true. Never, that is exactly <laughs> true. <laughs> he, DeVoe, he ran that election. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he lost. He has lied consistently. This case, Wait a minute. I don't want to talk this, about the whole election stuff. I because agree with you. This case, we, will get in, we can spend the next few years talking about factual information. But we live in a society now where if you really start talking about factual information about what happened in the last election cycle, uh, people lose their jobs over that. Let's just say we disagree about Donald Trump, but we agree about the Beatles. How's that, Stan? A amen to that. Amen to you, my brother. Well, thank you for the call. Okay, take care. All right, appreciate you. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Harry, New Jersey, you got to make it quick. Time's running out. A couple of things, Bo. First time caller. Uh, first of all, uh, what's going on behind the scenes that they're not telling us, i.e., weapons that are being sold to Ukraine, being resold to India, planes being shut down, no news in the United States. Saudi Arabia, I'll tell you another thing Chinese. that's going on. Be one, one other thing. The manifesto of the transgender mass murderer in Nashville has still not been released. Number three, Chinese are getting, getting, getting paid by Chinese money now when they're buying and selling from Brazil, from Saudi Arabia. No mention of it and nowhere in news. Why? Because it's going behind the scenes and they're keeping people busy with this garbage, garbage assassination of Donald And one more thing. 
There are more suddenly died in the news. We don't hear about the suddenly died. There are more of them in the news every day. Oh, well, we'll just have to suspend until tomorrow when we rejoin here on Boston and Release Rush Hour, 4 o'clock every weekday. Thank you for being here today so much. May God bless and protect you and your families. It is such a pleasure, and I'm in gratitude to be here with you. Hopefully, God willing, we'll be here tomorrow at 4. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.